Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, we officially have the predicted order of finish in the SEC, and we officially have the uh, preseason All-SEC teams. We do, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to pat myself on the back. I don't know if I'll phrase it that way, but if you guys listened to yesterday's episode, the way that I picked the Eastern Division and the Western Division, I was only off on one team or one spot, I guess you could say. That was uh, – I picked Arkansas last and Mississippi State sixth. That was flipped in the official poll. But the reason you guys are listening and wanting to hear this is because Kentucky was picked third. The high – according to Corey Price on Twitter, who is uh, – I don't know if you call him a historian or what he is, Sean, what he calls himself. Instead of a stats guy, I don't know what it is. But he found out that this was the highest UK has ever been picked preseason in the SEC East since the conference went to the division format in 1992. So I knew it had been a while since they had been picked that high. As it turns out, they'd never been picked that high. So I knew it had been a little while. So, uh, Sean, your initial reactions to that? I know you had UK second, but probably in your heart, you figured it would be third or fourth. So just kind of how do you feel about where UK was selected? Yeah, I have no problem with it, honestly. And you're getting to a point now that I think Mark Stoops and the program is going to have to find a new card to kind of throw out every offseason that they're not being disrespected. Because honestly, I think given the question marks, I respected them a lot putting them second. And I think the overall media, this is to me, Derek, has it just shows you what Mark Stoops has built in a program that you, even though with the question mark at quarterback, new offensive coordinator, they still expect Kentucky to be good in these areas that they've been really good in. And I think that that's what has led to them being projected to pick third or finish third in the SEC East uh, after losing to Missouri last year. I know Missouri's a team that's been getting a lot of love in the media. And obviously we, we've talked about the importance of that game, but I just think that that shows a level of respect that when you do what Mark Stoops has done the last five years, and you heard Drinkwitz talk about it yesterday, most consistent coach behind Nick Saban in the SEC. And I think that shows now in the preseason ballot. For sure. I tweeted earlier um, that you could view it as some level of respect, but also, like I said, like given how much of a cluster it was at Tennessee last year, given that South Carolina had a tough year, made a coaching change, and then, of course, Vanderbilt. I mean, I think we all understand kind of Vanderbilt's spot in the league at this point. It would have been pretty stunning um, to see UK any lower than fourth. But I pointed out that the last time that the SEC actually held that event, in Hoover, SEC Media Days in 2019, UK was picked sixth, and that was coming off a 10-3 and three year. I understand that some other programs were in better shape. You know, Tennessee was going into year two under Pruitt. South Carolina had been a bowl team the year before in 2018, so, like, you can somewhat get it. But wouldn't you agree, Sean, that the reason UK is picked sixth is because there was a lack of faith across the media that UK would be able to replace all of its production? The following year so I think this year you know they just went five and six you get some teams in the league that just aren't in a very good spot um but it wouldn't have been surprising to me to see Missouri get picked third over UK given what we know so I do think somewhat I'm not trying to you know make this some kind of huge takeaway because maybe it's not but I do think in some regards it says something about how this program has changed a little bit in terms of how it is viewed by the league media Absolutely. Spot on. I, I think that what they've shown the last couple of years is they could, they could re replace all-stars. They could replace difference makers in their program. 
the Josh Allens, the Benny Snells, the Lynn Bowdens, even though that those guys have gone on, Derek, they've still shown the ability to win games, win bowl games, and beat good teams and be competitive. I know, I mean, I know that the program had its moments last year where the Alabama game looked awful, the Florida game didn't look good. But you and, and I we talked about it back then, like I was worried about where the program was going to go. And then they come out and they close the regular season, they win a bowl game, and then they have all this momentum through the transfer portal. And now here they find themselves voted third in the preseason poll, uh, which tells you I don't think they're far off from a preseason number two selection if they have a really good year and show that they're continuing to climb. What is the ceiling for this program? But obviously it it's to win the SEC East, right? That's what the fan yeah. base wants. And they did receive two votes. I voted them second. I would love to know who picked Kentucky to win the East. I will tell you this. It was none of us in UK media that was there. And the only people that could vote were the people that were approved for credentials to SEC Media Day from, like, the local schools like us. So it wasn't a U.K. media homer. So who was it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going around and asked everybody who was there covering U.K. who they voted for. Um, There's no way it was anybody there. I don't see it. We we all know way, We all know too much about it, in my opinion, to just go out and – throw that because anybody putting them ahead of Georgia it's crazy right now they it, it could could it happen yeah but to put them ahead of Georgia I just think it's crazy yeah I mean I don't know who would have done it though you know if it wasn't someone who <laughs> didn't cover UK I'm not gonna throw any names out here on this podcast but uh um yeah SEC West uh no surprise Alabama picked as the SEC West champion the overall winner I was joined by 44 other people. I want to say Georgia had 45 picks to win the overall SEC championship, but I think, what, 84 or something like that voted for Alabama. A safe pick, no doubt about it. More years than not, it'll be proven to be the correct pick. So certainly no um, no disagreement there for me. I mean, I guess technically there is a disagreement for me because I picked Georgia, but it's obviously not a silly prediction by any means to go with Alabama. Um, as we expect the two, Sean, uh uh, four guys, or maybe no, five guys uh, were added to the all SEC preseason teams. Darian Kennard, first team selection on the second team was Josh Pascal. And then three guys made the third team uh, Yusuf Corker, defensive back, Luke Fortner, who I did not have on my list, but congrats to Luke. Uh, had a great career at UK and he's going to get recognized. So I'm happy for him. Um, and then the other guy, Chris Rodriguez, the running back. Uh, any, any thoughts that maybe Rodriguez should have been higher? Uh, no, I'm okay Some with good that. guys ahead of them. I mean, you had, yeah, I'm okay with know. that. I, I'm a little surprised Tank Bigsby was first team, though. I would have thought Isaiah, or sorry, Kevin Harris after the year he had. That's who I had. Hard. Yeah. And I'm just going off the list here, just looking to see if there's any more surprise. I'm very happy for Luke Fortner. Derek, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super happy for him. He wasn't a guy that I had on my ballot, he was obviously there uh, as a pick. Any, are there any surprises to you with Kentucky? So both guys that attended for Kentucky, you mentioned this the other day, if you're in attendance at SEC Media Day, it usually means that you're probably going to get a spot on those preseason teams. So Pascal and Kennard both are there. Uh, any surprises to you maybe outside of Kentucky that you see other than maybe uh, Harris at running back? Not super stunned. I mean, you're not seeing – I'm scrolling up and down this list. Like you're not really seeing transfers on on this list. So that's, you know, I, I think by the end of the year, Wondell Robinson has a great chance 
to land on the postseason all SEC team. But as I scroll this list, I I'm actually not seeing anybody that in terms of coming into this year, you see some guys, you know, who transferred last year, Cade Mays, JT Daniels, guys like that who transferred to their schools in 2020 have played, but I, I don't, now that I look at this list, I mean, this, this was a heavy list of guys who had played in the Southeastern conference last year. Yes. So I don't have a problem with that either though. I mean, these are guys who have, have spent the time in the league. They have earned their reputation and have been selected. So no, no, no disagreements, I guess there for me, but uh, I do think in terms of making an all around impact, like I think Wondell Robinson will end up on one of these lists for sure by the end of the season. Yeah. And just going back to Kentucky being picked to win the SEC, so I don't want to come out and sound like I don't think it could be done. Obviously, I, I think that it's something that this program continues to build toward, Derek. But my thought process was this. I put them second because they have been there before. You know, they finished in that spot mm-hmm. in the SEC East. I'm not going to put them somewhere until they get there. Like if they get to Atlanta, then in future years, I'll be like, all right, this is a team that I think has, they've shown me they can do this. It's the same reason I went with Alabama to win the league over Georgia. In that game against that opponent, I'm always going to roll with Alabama until Georgia shows me something. So I, the only thing that I have a problem with, I mean, it's everybody's personal thing, but some of these teams that are picked to win the league, like what? The fact uh, – I don't understand – like, I just don't understand. Like, please tell me how South Carolina has a vote to win the league. I mean, almost almost to the point that I think we should make these ballots public. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, if we make them public, I'm going to be a little bit more detailed in my uh, in my selections of the all-ICC teams. Now, Adam Luckett, I'm a big fan of Adam over at KSR and his writing. He, he absolutely hates the voting process for the players. He thinks there are several players. He doesn't like how it's broken down by the, some of the positions because the offensive line is just all thrown together guards and tackles and it's hard to just select eight out of that and then you get some players who uh were all conference at their other schools who aren't even on the ballot to get selected here so it's definitely an imperfect uh way to select these teams but i do agree i think it's more than fair that in terms of ranking the teams i wouldn't have any problem at all i mean hell i wrote a story on it we talked about it yesterday like i have no problem telling people who i voted for in what order so i do agree with that that it would probably make sense to to display that and you probably would get fewer guys unless someone or fewer guys or or women too fewer people who would select a team like uk or south carolina just kind of for fun because i don't think anyone probably really believes that to be honest so um yeah and so Ole miss got a vote 
A&M got a vote. Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina. I think A&M and Florida are, are, are perfectly reasonable. They are. If you're, if you're a believer that you think A&M's going to win the West, then, yeah, you certainly think they'll have a great chance to win the overall league. Florida, is uh, they were just in the SEC championship game last year. They have to replace a lot, but it's a national championship winning program. Like, I don't think there's anything crazy about that. No, they're not. And But Kentucky and South Carolina, like, I mean, there's a – shit, there's a better or, – <laughs> there's a better chance that South Carolina finishes last than finishes first. Were you uh, were you surprised at all in the discrepancy with Alabama 84, Georgia 45, given the talent that Georgia has? Or is that back? How, how many guys? How many guys I'm down thinking. there? Like, how many guys down there that cover this event are from Alabama? I mean, it's, it's held in that state. It's true. I feel like probably a lot of guys who who cover Alabama or Auburn are there. So I am a little surprised that it was that big of a gap. Um, but obviously, not surprised that Alabama won. Or no, like that as a winner. And just because I have Alabama as my overall SEC champion over Georgia doesn't mean that I think that it's going to be a blowout. Like I think that those two teams would play a very good, very competitive game. Both teams have a chance to win. I'm just going on in that matchup in that big game. Alabama has delivered, and Georgia has not against mm-hmm. that opponent. That's all I'm going off of. Uh, probably the same argument could be made when we're talking Kentucky, Florida, right? You're always probably going to pick Florida to win, just given the history of that series and how it always comes down to Kentucky kind of, you know, giving a game away or something. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big believer, Derek, and you got to show me something really to for me to actually believe in you to do it. And I'm obviously this is the second time I put Kentucky number two in the SEC East. At some point when they break through, if they get to Atlanta, that's when I start becoming more comfortable with like, okay, this program's done it one time. I might, hey, when they're loaded up with a bunch of returners, I might say, hey, this is the year that they do it again. Uh, but right now, I think I think third is a very fair spot for this team to be going into this season. And I think they have potential to outperform it, but I also want to say this, they could perform right on it. And if one thing goes the other way, they could underperform too. I think, sure. that, I think that that's a fair way to put it. Third is exactly accurate, in my opinion. That's a good point you brought up about seeing it happen before because I can remember when I would pick Kentucky in the preseason prior to 2018, I certainly would go nowhere higher than eight. And a lot of years I wouldn't even pick higher than seven because they hadn't won that many games in over 30 years. And now that they had a season two years ago, they won 10 games. And you realize how they did that? like. They had special talent in terms of, you know, generational, really, type players and Josh Allen and Benny Snell, two of the greatest players in school history. So you certainly have to have that. But, like, I think across the board, this team might not have the same kind of high-end top ten draft pick type guys, at least that we know about right now. But I think across the board, the way UK's recruited in recent years, you would think the roster could be even better yeah, than what it was in 2018. So I have no problem these days. Saying yeah, I think I think Kentucky could certainly get to eight or nine wins. Things go their way. Whereas a few years ago, prior to them actually breaking through and doing that, it was much harder to pick them to do things like that. Yeah, you you feel you feel better this year sitting here saying we're we're talking about them being an eight and four team at worst. Some of us are, and a few years ago, eight wins in a regular season was the best regular season in in years and decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's completely different. And that, that's what I keep talking about where you're you're doing these little steps. And I think Mark Stoops, he knew that changing this program, Derek, was going to be baby steps. It was going to be a small step here, 
a small step this season. And this is a program that right now, I mean, they continue to take steps. Like even though that they haven't played the season yet, they took a step in Hoover by getting voted third in the preseason poll. That's a step because you're gaining respect. So now we see what they do with it. Uh, but we just wanted to hop on and record a short episode, just kind of recapping everything. We, we talked about our ballots and then we decided to, you know, come on here and talk about the overall SEC ballots. So Mississippi State picked seventh in the West. How crazy is it when you go off FPI? You talked about this on our FBI episode, how the ESPN FBI loves Mississippi State, but the media hates Mississippi State. I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Uh, I don't know what to think about those guys. Then I, I had them seventh. The only thing that I was off on in the West is I had Arkansas and Auburn flipped. I had Arkansas five, Auburn sixth. So everything was uh, – right from my ballot to that except for that one I was off on the east obviously because I had Kentucky too and then Tennessee ahead or Tennessee behind South Carolina but the good news is Derek preseason ballots are preseason ballots Mm -hmm. now we get to actually watch football and it's all chaos everyone is in control of their own destiny to see what happens and uh, we will be right here to cover all that but what you're going to get today is you're getting this episode and then we were recording two separate mailbags, a football mailbag only with a couple of other questions. I know there's some volleyball questions in there, too, that we're going to get to in that episode. And then we have a basketball only mailbag episode as well. So a lot of content coming your way from Kentucky Daily. Thank you all so much for continuing to download and listen to the show. We are charting. I don't think, Derek, we've been outside of 200 in the in the charts in over 30 days, which is an um, incredible thing in the off season. Yeah, you and I were discussing this over text last night. Um, without getting too specific on the kind of numbers we do here, almost half of our downloads have been since basketball season ended, yeah. which shows really incredible growth, in my opinion, for, for when we started this almost a year ago. We're coming up on one year, and um, I've probably never been more excited about the direction that we're going, the, the new listeners that we've picked up, but also guys who – who message us and tell us, you know, they've been listening since we started this thing. To those of you who were listening to the first episode and still listening now, you're the reason that we do this. We hope that we're part of your day in some capacity, whether you get excited to hear us talk about UK, whether there's some kind of comfort in your routine, whatever it is, I know we're both very thankful um, that you choose to listen to us. Yeah, be beyond thankful and grateful for this podcast and how we started it from the ground up and what it continues to to go to uh, a huge shout out to blue wire too. this episode is powered by blue wire pods and also a huge shout out to the butcher's pub three locations palmville williamsburg london kentucky you can visit the butcherspub.com or check them out on facebook stick around he's Derek terry i'm sean smith we'll be back with more on kentucky daily 